0: Man, Main standing, please, and take your Bibles this evening and go with me to the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter number 37, Ezekiel chapter 37, a great prophetic book, and uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about, just a hair about some prophecy here, but then we're going to look at the, uh, the truth that we find in it and apply it uh, this evening in our own lives. Ezekiel chapter 37. And we'll read verses 1 through 10. Uh, I'll read verse 1. You join me on verse 2 and so on through verse number 10, Ezekiel 37, 1 through 10. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and, lo, they were very dry." And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones. And say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover your skin. We put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise. Behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy. Son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come unto the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. And let's ask the Lord to bless now as we preach on the title, The Message Dry Bones. Father, thank you again for the opportunity to be in church tonight, and it's a privilege for us to be here. And, uh, Lord, uh, uh, you, you've blessed us over the years. And tonight, we just need something more from you. And every time we gather here, we, we, we thank you for the blessings of the past, but we need something every time we come. And I pray that tonight as you'll fit this, this uh, message to every one of us. And, uh, Lord, may we see this great truth tonight. And, Lord, if there's somebody here not saved, again, we pray that they would get saved tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I said that this book is a very prophetic book, and uh, we're not going to get into all of that tonight. But what this portion of Scripture is, is dealing with, the, the regathering of Israel at the end time. I believe that we're getting close to the end time, don't you? I believe our Lord is coming soon, and uh, it'll be that time, and uh, we see the regathering. I think that a lot has happened in Israel that has, uh, that has fallen in place for this time to happen. I think it's exciting to think about it. Uh, that's not what we're talking about tonight. I, I know I have preached from this portion of Scripture before, and we talked a little bit about uh, about the, the end time. In fact, I think I put a date down by it here. Uh, yes, back in 02 we I preached a message on it on a Sunday morning about this. Uh, but tonight's a different message, and uh, I'm, I'm sure it is, but uh, I didn't look at my old notes. I just worked on this message, but uh, this is about, like I said, the regathering of Israel at the end time. But the application that we're going to give this tonight, and I believe the application, uh, what it is, is uh, uh, for, for the church, the condition of the church just prior to the rapture. Now, this is gathering them together, but there's a problem. We'll see what, and I think we, we understood as we just read here, there was a problem here in this valley. As we read there in, in verse number one, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. Now, I have to say that when you see a valley of bones, you know something died there. Uh, this was, there was death, and uh, this is the bones. The, the, the flesh was gone, the, the skin was gone, uh, everything was gone. It was a bunch of bones, and the Bible said they were dry bones. So it's been a while, and they've been out there, and they've just bones laying out there in the field. And uh, what this is, I believe, is a picture of, of course, the end time. And uh, what, what I think happens to the condition of the church in the end times. Uh, there's a lot of churches today, and uh, there's a lot of, what well, we'll say religion today, and yet is not scriptural. And uh, I have to say this, one, one thing that's really sad that, that a lot of churches have died. They're pictured by the dry bones. Um, we see the things happening and, and changing and uh, trying to get together. And um, uh, I, I, was, I was thinking about this past week, I got an email uh, from the church website, got an email that someone had sent in uh, of the ministerium in, in our town of Martinsburg. And uh, they're getting everybody together. And they, they invited to come out for prayer time and invited all denominations I have a problem with that. I'm for prayer. I am for prayer. You know that we just came from downstairs having men's prayer time. We have Wednesday night prayer meeting. I am for prayer. I'm not for getting together with everybody. And they were, they invited no doesn't matter what church, doesn't matter what denomination, just everybody come together. And uh, I I I have a, I have a conviction about that. Uh, I, I, I promised the Lord a long time ago. I, I made the decision that, uh, 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 that I, I would not participate in something where there are those who do not believe this King James Bible. I won't, I won't go together with folks who believe in salvation by works. I won't join up. You know, the Bible says in Amos 3, 3, can two walk together except they be agreed? I can't walk with them. I mean, uh, you say, well, you're just mean. No, I don't think I'm mean. I don't believe that I'm stuck up either. Uh, I mean, if you, if you want to sign a paper saying, I believe in the deity of Christ, I believe that uh, salvation is by grace, and I believe this King James Bible, I won't have a problem sitting down with you and praying with you. But I have a problem when people say you've got to work to go to heaven. I have a problem when they say, well, that the NIV or the other versions, that they are the word of God. I have a problem with that. I always will. And my mind goes, you tell me what I used to believe, okay? Make sure you let me know about that if my mind does go. But I made a decision a long time ago that I would not participate. They've had some other meetings before, and and I wouldn't participate because of our doctrinal differences. And you say, Preacher, that's not important. You see, when that becomes not important, that is one of the first steps of death. So I can't compromise that. You know what I think about compromise and the word quit, I hate them both and uh, because they both start with K, and so, uh, you know, I, I hate that compromise and quit. I just, I just hate those words, and I've had uh, phone calls before about trying to get together. I've had the, the Gideons come, and I, you know, most of the time I've had the Gideons, a lot of Gideons have been elderly men, and uh, I remember from as a kid, once a, I think once a year, the Gideons came to our church back home, and they would present their ministry, and our church took up a big offering and, and gave them money for Bibles. And I'm all for it. I'm glad if you find a place, a motel, hotel, there's some Bible in there, and you find it, that's great. Check and see what Bible it is, though. Because these days, I had three men, very nice men. They came to my office, sat down with me. They were just as nice as could be. I was hoping and praying they would say the right thing. And, I, and they said, we, you know, we'd like to present our ministry. Come and present it. And then I, I understood what churches they were from. And I'm thinking, that is a problem there. But uh, well, we'll go ahead and tell me what you're saying. And then I asked him this. I said, can you guarantee me if I give you money, it will go to the purchase of King James Bibles? I said, I don't have a problem about that. And he said, we can't guarantee that. I said, we can't give you any money. Now, they, they, they looked to me like I was kind of crazy, but I, and that's beside the point. I'm not crazy. I just, I just believe I'm not buying something that's not the Word of God. And and, and, and they don't anymore. And, and one of the men said, you know, I hate to say this, but we, we don't. We can't guarantee it. And he said, now. And, and the one guy said to me, he says, if it was my choice, it would be King James. And I understand, and I thank him for that. I thanked him for it. But... I got a Christmas card then. Uh we always get one at the church from the Gideons. And uh and again, I and I don't believe everybody's wrong on, on it there, but the the, 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 the group has got messed up and now they're giving all kinds of Bibles out. And uh the man uh they, they sent me a Christmas card. It had a scripture verse in it. Well that sounds right, you know, being people who hand out the Bibles and the scripture verse was out of an E S V Bible. So it kind of, kind of told me, and, 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 I, and we see more and more things like this happening, uh, this, this revival that's going on in colleges and universities tonight, or today, and this week, you know, we heard a lot about that, and uh, I'm afraid it doesn't match up with what real revival is all about. And uh, my message isn't about that, but what we're seeing, and people saying, oh, we just, we're just feeling it. Well, You know, what? When I, when I walk outside, when you walk outside tonight, you're going to feel it. It's going to be a cold feeling. You say, the, the spirit, the wind of the spirit of God. Not that, just the wind out there blowing tonight. And a cold wind. But it's more than what's going on in our world. And our world is saying that those things are what revival is all about. And that's, that's, that's not really it. And so there are false prophets and false teaching that is out there tonight. We've got to be very careful. You hear me warn you sometimes about listening to the wrong people. And uh, the the, the Bereans, they, they had their Bibles with them, and they searched to see if what was preached to them was right because the church will die when we quit carrying our Bibles because when we don't carry our Bibles, we don't read our Bibles, we don't know what is being taught us, and therefore you can get rolled over by some false doctrine. It's happening all the time. Some of you came from churches that one day, they were right down the line, and they are like over here now. Because they didn't follow what the word of God said. They followed what some guy came out of a seminary, which what should have been called a cemetery. Because it brings death. So a lot of false prophets today rising, and it's very clear. And they go against the scripture. Some today try to prophesy on when the day is of Christ coming. I don't know. Oh, we were talking a little bit. Uh, Jacob and I in my office were in deep theological talking tonight, weren't we? Before the service, he says, you don't mind me talking to you, keeps me out of trouble. Hanging around me won't keep you out of trouble, but it get you in trouble. But we were talking about it, about, you know, how the end time even, you know, and what's going on in our world today. And, and I believe we're getting close to the end time. And, uh, and, and one of the reasons, I believe, is not only just what we've what have we talked about, but we're seeing the dead bones, the, the dead bones of churches that used to be alive. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not immune to dying if we're not careful. We've got to be very careful we don't die, we don't even need to get close to dying. You know, I believe the church can go on and you and I will die someday. But the church can keep going. And that's my prayer this evening even for that. There was a time in America where you would go to a go to a church and you saw Baptists on the sign and you knew pretty much where they stood. You can't do that anymore. I remember we, we, was, we were in Florida some, a long time ago now. We went down to Florida, and, and uh, Elton and Barb were down there too, and, we, and they said about he said, I know where a good church is. And he said, we'll go to that church this morning. I said, fine. And so we drove and drove, and we got to that church. It was an empty building. It died. How sad it is. We drove down the road. We saw a church that said Baptist Church. We thought, well, let's try this one because it was time for church to start. And we didn't want to miss church. And we went in. And it wasn't what it was supposed to be. It was in the process of dying. It wasn't what I would consider a Baptist church. And I thought, you know, it used to be that when you said the word Baptist, you kind of knew where they stood. But Baptist churches are dying tonight. They begin to change. Now a lot of Baptist churches have dropped the name Baptist off because it offends people. I'm proud to be a Baptist. I don't, I don't apologize for it. I don't believe we're the only one. Well, maybe we are. But, you know, I, I, I'm glad to be a Baptist. I wouldn't want to be anything else. And, and uh, someone said one time, if you weren't a Baptist, what would you be? And the guy said, I'd be ashamed. Amen. So there's where, you're, where I stand. But, uh, you know, there was churches that one day that preached the truth. There were churches that uh, were alive and and preached the truth and won souls to Christ and where people lived separated lives. I talked to a man not long ago, and he told me about a church. He says the folks, they come come in shorts on church on Sunday morning when it's summertime. You know, I I mean, just people lost their standards today. And, uh, and 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 uh, we we they're dying and not spreading the love of Christ and, and making a difference in their communities and in their in the lives of other people. I begin to think about the conditions of the church. Kind of reminds me of what the Bible says here. What's happening in our churches today? We found here about the deadness of the church in verse number one. That it, that and the last part says and and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. And again, reminding us of death. I think the deadness of the church is what's happened. We've traded preaching for programs. I still believe in the preaching of God's word. We spend most of the time on preaching, not most of the time on on singing little little uh, little songettes, you know, and 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 uh, choruses all the time. We we spend the time on the preaching. God's promised to bless the preaching. Now, don't get me wrong. Singing's not wrong. Singing's important. That's why every time we sing songs, we ought to all participate in the songs that we sing. We ought to sing out the best we can. Uh, you don't realize how it might be a blessing just, just because it's real to you. What's a dead man sound like when he sings? Don't hear him. Don't hear him. We've traded preaching for programs. We've traded conviction uh, for for compromise. I'm so tired of the compromise. A lot of guys I went to school with have compromised. Men who believe like we believe this evening, they don't believe that way anymore. In fact, they went from not having Sunday night service to not having it anymore because they believe that they want their people to stay home with their family. You know what I like about it here tonight is we're here with family. That's why I always say Sunday night to me is like being with the family and thank the Lord for it. We've traded conviction for compromise. We've traded revivals for seminars. And today everybody has the seminars. What we need is an old-fashioned revival once again in our lives. We don't have to have an evangelist to have a revival. We can revive us again. We sing the song that God can revive us on a Sunday night here in the month of March, or February, March. It's almost there. But God can send a revival anytime. We see the conditions of the church that Wednesday nights, we've traded Wednesday nights for family nights. You see so many signs now where they don't have prayer meeting written on there. They say family night. And I'm for family night. Do it on Friday night. But we need prayer meetings once again. I think about how that the prayer rooms, they've traded the prayer rooms for family life centers. This, this evening before the service, something real important happened. It was men's prayer time. We're praying, God answered prayer. One of, the, one of the great things this evening was this. We, we spent a little bit of time thanking the Lord for the answer of prayers that we've been praying about. I mean, thank the Lord for what he's done, and he answers prayer. We need to get back to a place realizing prayer really means something. But the, we, we forget about those things anymore, and the church is dying because of it. We've traded salvation for church membership. I'm all for church membership. I'm 100% for church membership. But I'll tell you what, that won't take anybody to heaven. And uh, uh, we've traded God's word for man's reasoning. And that's pretty much how it is. I'd have to say the condition of our churches today is the deadness that is going on. And it's happening all around us. It's happening to Baptist churches. It's happening to all kinds. Even some folks that were straight down the line may not have the word Baptist. But what happens now, all of a sudden, they're a a community church. They're a a fellowship. They even take the word church off. I'm always leery of that. It smells like death to me. Is what it does. I believe not only the deadness of our churches, but the dryness of the churches. Look at verse number 2. It caused me to pass by them. Round about, behold, there were they, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were, notice what he said, very dry. These bones were very dry. That means they've died a long time ago, and they've all dried up. I thought about the dryness of our churches. We've traded praise for knowledge. I'm all for knowledge, but I think we need to get back to a place where we praise the Lord. I've given some CDs to a man, and he told me he's in a, he was in a church, and it's a uh, it, it's good, but uh, there's some problems there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to it. But anyways, you say, what church would you go to? Duh here. And, uh, but, uh, uh, he, he, he said, he said, I gave him a CD. He goes, how wonderful it is. Now think about this to hear the amen of people in the services by listening to the recording. Do you understand folks are listening to the preaching, but they're listening also to the amens that are in the church. So it would be a good idea to say "Amen" once in a while, fellas and ladies. I don't care if you do too. If the men would, you wouldn't have to, but you you can join in too. But we need to, We've traded praise for knowledge. We've traded powerful preaching for philosophy. You know, I mean, people say, "Well, you know, I have this philosophy. I don't care what your philosophy is. I care about what the Word of God says." I'm not going to preach to you. I tease about this, and I know Titus there always laughed about it, biterology, right? You know, I thought that was crazy and I'd say a biterology, and I, there's no biterology. What I need to preach is the Word of God. It really don't matter what I think. A man one time said, he said, well, I don't like Mark Biter because he thinks he can tell everybody what to do. <laughs> well, I wish I could. I can't tell everyone what to do. You know what I do, though? I preach the Word of God. I preach, thus saith the Lord, and that rubs them the wrong way. You say, well, you rub my fur the wrong way. Turn around, it'll rub the right way. Powerful preaching, for philosophy. We've traded pure word of God for the perverted word of man. We've traded prayer rooms. That now, we, the dryness of our churches, our prayer rooms are empty. Our altars are empty. Our, our, our Sunday night, Wednesday night revival meetings and soul on is empty. And here's the sad thing, too. Our eyes are dry it used to be we sing the songs that bring a tear to our eye. We stop and think of our sinful condition and how that God saved us. And it brought some tears to our eye of joy. And they've dried up. And the joy of salvation is gone. I'm glad I'm saved. And I don't want to ever get over it. I don't know why sometimes you say, let's give testimony. And when you got saved, and we're all so quiet. Man, we ought to be getting in each other's way trying to give our testimony because we're happy about it, but the joy is gone. Now, think about this. The church goes as the people go. The church goes as the people go. You know, the problem is not the building. I believe we have a beautiful building here. Uh, folks have been visiting with us, coming for oh, five weeks now. Praise the Lord, amen. And, uh, uh, you know, he asked me, he says, he says, he says, how long have you had this building and and I told them, and they said, "Oh my, we thought it's only a couple years old." I wanted to ask them, "How old do you think I am?" Amen. <laughs> hey, you know, oh, you're old, probably about forty. Man, I'd have hugged him and kissed him, probably. <laughs> him? No, I wouldn't do any of them. No, I would just I would say thank you. That's probably what I'd do. But but you know what? I mean, this building though isn't what keeps us alive. It's the people in the church. They have to stay alive for this church to be alive. Because we can have a beautiful building and be dead. And be dead. It's not the problem of the church dying. It's when the people die spiritually. Now the question was asked here, can these old bones live? Can they they live? In verse number 3, and he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? I like the answer and I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. You know what? As we read here, we found out that those bones were able to live again. I believe, you know, when we begin to die, I believe that God is so great and so uh, 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 miraculously able to make us alive again. If he could bring these bones to life, God could bring a church from almost death to life. He could bring a Christian from almost death to life, too. Can these bones live? The answer is yes. In the midst of the dry bones... In the midst of the crazy stuff that's going on in America, can, can the Word of God still go on? Can churches still live? I believe, yes, they can. And they don't have to compromise to do it, because really, compromise is death. But to live, we've got to understand what we've lost. It's kind of like this. We have to have a desire to live. We need a desire to live. I remember a lady years ago, I was up at the hospital in Nason there, and I was in there. And one of the things I know I've used the illustration before, but the lady was sitting there in the corner and she was eating. That wasn't really strange, but was kind of because she was really bad sick and she was way up in years and she was eating. And she goes, pastor, I have no desire to eat, but I want to live. I thought, whoa. And she said, so I make myself eat because I know if I don't eat, I will die. How true that is. I don't understand why Christians don't go to church. I don't understand why we don't read our Bibles and bathe ourselves in the Word of God. I believe the problem is we have lost the desire to live. I remember Brother House preached a sermon one time at pastor school. He said about a little girl in the, in the, in the, in the church was, was uh, real bad sick and about to die. And they said that uh, they called the family in, and the preacher went in, and there was a uh, the neighbors came to the house, came to the hospital, and the little boy was a neighbor boy and and he was so concerned about the little girl, I think her name was Susie, I think they said i'm not sure, but uh, the little girl was was unconscious, and they stood there and they looked at her, knowing she was just every moment so she would, And they all stepped out for a little bit to to talk and to pray and, and to cry. And all of a sudden, they looked in the room, and there was a little boy sitting right next to her bed. And he was up there next to her ear saying, Breathe, Susie, breathe. Breathe, Susie, breathe. You know what he's trying to do? Keep her alive. You know what preachers do when they're preaching the Word of God? Breathe, church. Breathe. Breathe, Christian. Breathe. Keep breathing. Why? Because when we stop breathing, we die. We must fight for life in order to live. Like I said, that lady sat there. She said, I know if I don't eat, I'll die. And so I eat so that I can get, I can stay alive. I can go back home to my husband. Now, what's the message to these dry bones? Here they are, a whole valley full of them. They're very dry. The Bible says, can they live? Yes, they can, but they're dead. So what has to happen? Well, the Bible tells us what needs to happen. Look at verse 4. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, Oh, you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. You know what's going to make those dead bones alive? The preaching of God's word. That's why, that's why I, I am thankful. You know, I believe in teaching, but I believe we need preaching too. We need that prophecy. We need that time of preaching the word of God and pre- preaching out, thus saith the Lord. And, 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 and I thought, you know, our churches need to hear the preaching of God's word once again. And we've got to have preaching to live. So what did he say? Here is this whole valley of dry bones, very dry bones. Can he live? Yes, but what's going to have, need to happen? What are we got to do to get it to breathe? What are we going to do to get it to live again? He said, prophesy, preach to them. It's so important for us to be in the preaching of God's word. You know, some churches, they have like little, little lounges and people go in the lounge when it's church time. I believe everybody needs to be in church when it's church time. That's why we even pipe it into the nursery so the nursery folks can hear the Word of God because it's so important to hear the preaching. Pulpits need to be more than just compassionate. They need to be straight and strong and biblical and complete. We need more preaching. People say, yeah, like I said, That one guy said, well, I don't like him because he likes to tell people what to do. No, he just don't like straight preaching. You don't like bold preaching, and again, I'm not telling you what you have to do. I'm telling you what thus say of the Lord says. Tell you what God says. It's not my idea. It's not. I didn't come up with these things. I didn't come up with them at Bible college. I found them in the Word of God. I preached to you the Word of God. Again, that's why we open our Bibles up to see this. And I believe the church needs to hear the Word of God. I I think about a verse I used not long ago in one of the sermons with Jeremiah 22 and verse number 29, and it says this, and it, it says, "O Earth." earth, earth, three times. Oh, earth, earth, earth. Hear the word of the Lord. I believe there's a great need to hear the word of God. That's why we're on the radio. That's why we have sermon audio. That's why we preach the word of God. Why people need to hear. You say, well, you know, it really doesn't matter. It matters to hear the word of God. We want these dry bones to live. We want to be alive. It takes preaching. It takes preaching, hearing the word of God. You know, uh, if we don't hear the word of God, and here's the thing, you know what, you're here tonight, but you might not be listening to the word of God. Maybe we asked you after the service, we handed out a paper for you to answer questions. I'm not going to do that. What scared you, didn't it? But, it? but you know what, we, we could be here, but not here. We hear what the Word of God says. A lot of folks go to church and have no idea. I'm thinking, I don't understand when you ask people if you die today you go to heaven. They go, well, I don't know. I think maybe I would. And they just told me they went to church all the time. Either they're going and not listening, or they're going to the wrong church. And you go to church, you ought to hear how to be saved. You ought to hear how to be saved. You ought to hear how to live. You gotta hear how to raise your children, how to have the right marriage. All those things are found in the Word of God. Thus saith the Lord. We need the preaching of God's word. But sometimes what happens, people go to church and they go home the same way they came. That's a shame. Especially when the word of God is preached. Let me me say this is the thing that scares me sometimes that we're here, but we go home the same way we came. Because we didn't pay attention. Nap time. That will rest. Oh, see if you tell a funny story. I tell a funny story from time to time. Try to get your attention. You need to hear the word of God. If there's no preaching, then we'll die. Sad, but sometimes dead Christians go to church. When it comes to us as Christians, we can be like a dead man. And the word of God just bounces off. Those dead bones, nothing happened at first. They had sat there for a long time, but nothing happened. They needed preaching. They needed to hear it. Now, there is a desired result of our churches. Look at verses 5 and 6. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I cause breath to enter in you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you. I will bring up flesh upon you. And cover you with skin, put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. I thought, you know, several things here the Lord said about what we needed was breath. You know, I think one of the greatest needs that we have today in America, in our Christian churches, and in our church too, is the breath of God. We ought ought to be, be saying it like this, God breathe on us. God, we need the breath of God. We don't need the breath of Mark Bider. We don't need the breath of Dr. So-and-so. We need the breath of God. You say, well, can, can Mark Bider do it? Dr. So-and-so do it? Yes, they could. You could do it too. We just say, holy, holy God, please breathe on me as I bring the word of God. Those bones needed breath. I thought how we need breath, the, breath, the life of God. And there's so much pseudo-spirituality today that is so disobedient disobe- to the word of God. A spirit, spirituality that's obedient to God is needed, and a spirituality that is obedient to God's Word. You know, I thank the Lord for the Bible. It tells us how we ought to live. And the breath will help us live that, that Bible. We also need life. We need life so badly. Not the life of the world, but the life of God. I'm talking about a holiness. I know there's holiness churches. I remember growing up hearing about the holiness ch- churches, and they feel that, that if they're holy enough, they'll go to heaven. I don't believe you're holy enough you go to heaven, but I believe if you're going to heaven, you ought to be holy. Be holy, the Bible says. We ought to be holy. We ought to have some holy lives. And, and instead of the worldliness, we need some holy lives and holy music. We need to have holy, right kind of dress, the right kind of attitude towards God. We need that holiness once again. If not, we're dead bones. We need breath, we need life, we need growth. We need to grow in the Lord. Let me ask you something. Have you grown spiritually in the Lord? You say, well, I really did, but let me ask you, are you continually growing in the Lord? You can blame everything you want to, but probably the problem is this, that you're just not listening to what God says and following what God says. That's growth. We need to grow as a church. I think we need to find someone that we can get to church with us. You know, I think that's probably one of our biggest hang ups sometimes is we just don't find people to bring to church with us. There's people out there, just invite them. Invite them to come and try to get someone to come and get a burden for it. You know, if not, we'll just die. I don't want to die as a church. Do you? I don't want to die as a church. We need that growth. We need to grow spiritually. We need to get folks to come to church. We need faith. He said, Know that I am the Lord. You know, I'm glad he's still the I am that I am, the one who opened the Red Sea. Amen. He's still there, isn't he? He's still able. He opened the Red Sea, and Israel came through there, and he took care of them in the wilderness, and God hasn't changed. But what did the Bible say that happened here? Look at verse 8, or verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and then as I prophesied, there was a noise. Behold, a shaking. The bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them. All those things sound fine, doesn't it? Sounds like everything's coming together. And the skin covered them above. But they were still dead. You said, "Why well, how do you know that all this happened? What did the last part of that verse say? But there was no breath in them. Somebody not breathing is dead. I mean, you've been to funerals before. There's a body. There's flesh. There's bones. What's missing? Breath. We need to breathe once again. We need the breath of God. We need that breath. I was thinking, you know, that that the deception today we find there, as as I read those verses, that there was a noise And behold, a shaking in verse 7, and the bones came together, bone to his bone, and then there's flesh and all this. And I thought, you know, there was a noise. And I think today in our churches there's a noise. But that doesn't mean life. There's a noise now with the drum set on the the pulpit area and and the loud music and the blue lights and everything else. There's a noise. There's the shaking going on. I mean, in churches today there are people who dance in churches. How crazy. You say, why does that happen? dead. That's what happened here. They were moving. There was a shaking. There was a, there was a noise. That doesn't mean necessarily it's of the spirit. That's what I was saying about these what they call revivals in our colleges today. There was a coming together here but that doesn't necessarily mean that they came together that that was a spiritual thing because these bones all came together. And there was organization there because the bodies came and they, uh, the bones all came together as an organization put together there. But there was no breath. It was still death. There was even beauty. Imagine, I heard people saying about this revival, oh, it's so beautiful. Beautiful what we've seen. I think it was probably beautiful too seeing all of a sudden these bones getting flesh and skin and, 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 and everything where they look like a human being again, a person. There was the beauty of it, but there was no breath. There was no breath. Verse 8, but there was no breath, the last part says. So what the Lord say? Look at verses 9 and 10. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man. other words, preach the word. And say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. And what was so good? He did it, what they said. So I prophesied as he commanded me. You know what? Preachers need to preach what God says. And breath came into them. And they, what? Lived. And stood upon their feet. An exceeding great army. You know what's needed today? Another exceeding great army of God's people that are alive not a bunch of zombies I don't know if you've seen any of the pictures of the homeless people in Philadelphia they get, they get some of their drugs that they get now are laced with um, horse uh, medicine I think they said and try to give them a better high if you've seen the pictures of it I'm telling you what it is scary I don't believe in zombies, but i tell you what. When I saw the pictures of that, it made you almost think of zombies bent over, just sitting there, just rocking so out of it. They're like dead people. Folks, we need to be alive. We need the breath of God on us again. We need not just put on a suit and tie. We need, we need the breath of God once again. We need not just meet in a church that says Baptist on it, but we need to meet in a church. I mean, behave ourselves right, sing the right songs, but have the breath of God on our lives that we might be alive. We need breath in worship. John four twenty four says, "God is God is a spirit; they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth." Worship is not playing songs to make us get uh, antsy. We're to worship God, bringing cl- praise to God. For what he's done, God's good, isn't he? We need to have that breath in worship. We need the breath of God in our witnessing. Acts one eight says, But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses, and it will be both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. We need God to breathe on our witnessing. And I just, sometimes I get a little discouraged, and I'm sure everybody does. We go out so one, and you're out there and you're in the cold. It could be in a house where it's nice and warm. But you're out there in the cold and you're going to a house. You don't know who the people are. But I don't want to just go to the house and just show up. I want God's breath on that. I want God to speak to those people's hearts. I may walk away and I may never see them again. But you know what? I'm always praying that I'll see them someday in heaven. I may have planted the seeds. Someone else may gather Someone else may water, but I, I planted some seed, and I, I don't know when they might receive Christ as their Savior. I was talking to a man the other day, and he said, Well, you know, I don't know, some people, just wonder if they're saved. You know, I wonder too, but I can't see their heart. But I'll tell you what, we'll understand people that are saved because they'll be in heaven. Those who are not saved won't be there. We need the breath of God in our witnessing. We ought to be praying, God, help me to be a soul winner. And help me as a soul winner, not just go, but may the breath of God be upon me as I go. And we need the breath of God in our daily walk with God. In our fellowship with Him. First Peter one twenty two, Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth of the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. You know The breath of God will keep us close together. Like, I like... Ryan was saying this, this evening when we were praying, and he was saying, God, it just seems like we're all on the same page. Praise the Lord. You know what that is? Breath of God. Breath of God. Now, let's, let's face it, folks. If we're not careful, it won't be that way. If we're not careful, we need the breath of God in our lives. We need God to breathe on us. We need to, we, you know, the preacher needs to get up and say, breathe, Heritage Baptist. Breathe, Heritage Baptist. Breathe, Mark Biter. Breathe. We go right down the line to keep us all breathing, to desire to live. We need the breath of God in our fellowship. We need the breath of God. One last thing. We need the breath of God in our daily walk with God. Galatians 5, 16. This I say unto them. I I say this. I'm sorry. This I say then. Walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Galatians 5.25 says this, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. We need God's breath on us every day, and that's by walking in the Holy Spirit. When we got saved, He came to live within us. Now we need to walk in Him. So the question tonight is this. The same question was asked there in in, 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 ver- in verse number uh, Breathe. There it is. Yeah. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? The answer is yes. They can. But those things have to happen. They can be, we can go through all the physical things. But when it comes down to it, it needs a breath from God. You know what a prayer ought to be tonight? Breathe on me. Dear God, please breathe on me. Give me your breath. Give me the words to say. Guide me in my life. Breathe on me. I make the right decisions. Breathe on our church. Breathe on the preacher. Breathe on the folks. Will they live? Well, I'm going to have to say this. It can. But it's going to be up to you and me. If we live, that lady in the hospital said, "I've got to eat, or I'll die." She had the desire to live. I don't know about you tonight. I have a desire for us to stay alive. I don't want to lay down and die. And when that time comes again, you've heard me say so many times, I'm looking for the time when the trumpet sounds, we rise to be with the Lord. I want to live. I want to take my last breath here, my next breath in heaven. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Live. Can these bones live? It's up to you and me. They can. Let's live on. May Heritage Baptist Church be strong forever till Jesus comes. You know, one thing I think about, you know, if the Lord tarries and I die and uh, someone else comes in here, oh, I pray that they don't compromise. And if they do, it's your fault. And I don't know if God's going to let me haunt anybody, but if you let them, I will haunt you if you'll let me. All righty? But uh, I, I believe this. We can stay alive. You don't have to be the biggest church in the world to stay alive. There's a lot of big churches that are dead. But we need God's breath. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this time again this evening. Lord, thank you for the word of God. Lord, we understand that this was a portion of scripture about the end times with Israel. We know that. We understand that prophecy. But, Father, we also understand that we need to make sure we don't die. And if we find in our own lives, even tonight, that, boy, I've died spiritually. Oh, we didn't lose our salvation. But, Lord, I believe these old bones can live again. We just need to hear the preaching of your word. When you apply those things in our lives, it's like that, that skin and sinew getting on the, on the body there and coming together. This Bible will bring us together. But Lord, there's always one thing that missing oftentimes, and that is the breath of God. We have all the right things to do. We have the right ideas. We have the right uh, plans. Oh, God, help us always desire the breath of God on our lives may we keep breathing like his our eyes closed maybe tonight God spoke to your heart if you're not saved boy oh boy you need to be saved soon right now I wonder if there's anyone here tonight said preacher if I died right now I don't know I'd go to heaven but I'd like to know it pray for me anyone this evening preach I don't know that I'm saved but I'd like to know it Christian tonight God speaking in your heart you say, Preacher, I, I look alive. I thank the Lord. You know, everything's all come together, but where is the breath of God on your life? I believe this. Every one of us tonight ought to be praying, and saying, God, breathe on me. May the breath of God be on my life because your life will affect other people. And we don't, be, we don't need to be a bunch of dead folks walking around. We need to be alive with not just bones put together, but with the breath of God. Father, bless the invitation. Now I pray that your word be, your will be done. Now, that we would make the right decisions this evening. God, I pray, breathe on us, in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen.